0: hello hello and welcome it's mark it's trucking answers the podcast can you believe we're back already boy it seems like just a few minutes ago you listened to the last one which you might have if you're recording them in a weird way you get this podcast through your ear hole only which is the preferred method of many people three out of four psychiatrists prefer this i'm here with my co-host gracie who is actually awake today and looking at her food bowl longingly, wishing there was more food in it. I want to welcome Hungary to the podcast. Oh, yes, speaking of Hungary, Hungary is here with one download. We're in 33 countries currently. Hungary is coming in with one download. Thank you to one person there in Hungary for downloading the podcast and likely wondering what all this trucking thing is all about. I want to talk today, well, we're going to have some trucking news, right? We'll have a little bit of automotive news, of which some of which I'm disappointed in. And then we'll have another reason why we are not on Mars in the third half of the show. I want to talk about some drivers who talk tough, but aren't tough. And that's the thing with truck drivers everywhere, and really people, you know, all over. So, two stories. Uh, first is from uh, my company here, and... Uh, so a driver calls me up and he's all mad. Why? Because the company next week is going to give him a new truck. So, you know, I give companies a lot of grief uh, all over here, all over Facebook, all over YouTube. Everywhere I go, I spread the grief around. And and what is a company supposed to do? So here we got a driver. You know, it must be hard for companies to manage all these employees with all their stupid... Uh, problems so he's going to get a new truck and he's all upset about it why because there's too many bells and whistles mark there's all these bells and whistles on the truck because our new trucks right have blind spot monitoring they have active lane keeping where it keeps to steering you in your lane Uh, adaptive cruise all the way to zero miles per hour which works without your feet on the pedals at all i find to be fascinating and uh, you know all this other stuff and but it also has heated and cooled seats right it's got the um assistant backup assistant so when you're backing in the steering wheel turns with one finger okay so it has all these benefits as well so i'd be in for it but he's all upset about it he actually said i'm considering quitting that's what he said over this and i don't even know what to say so what does a company do so you go in there and you go You know what? These new trucks. I quit. I quit. Really? Really? Is that what we're going to do? Now, what I said to him is, oh, what are you going to do? Go back to your brain surgery business that you had before you did this? Right. Which he didn't appreciate. But uh, he's actually not a brain surgeon. And uh, I said, you're not going anywhere. You're not going to go anywhere. You're going to drive the truck and just complain about it like so many people do. You aren't going anywhere. And I don't even think that's a legitimate reason to quit. I don't want a new truck the other side of it is all right well let's give them an old truck with five hundred thousand miles then you'd be like this truck breaks down all the time you know make up your mind all right i'm always in for a new truck new technology whatever it is i'm in for it okay i'm in for that kind of stuff i don't understand drivers i don't know what to do what do i give you some 1988 peterbilt would that be better or you get a new truck i'm what is it what do you want we have a company, we get a few trucks trickle in. They've been really slow to come in, but we get a few trickling in, and then what happens? Complaint, no, oh, we can't have a new truck. I'm going to quit. That is completely ridiculous, in my opinion. But this is what places have to deal with. I assume this is in every industry, not just trucking. If there's trucking companies out here, maybe you can uh, help me out with that. that. I just find that to be ridiculous. In another story that I saw, Apparently, at the, um, the, the g batch truck show in Joplin, they interviewed a driver, and if this was in the news, and I thought, oh, you know what? This is a heartwarming story. It's hard to say anything about it, but it needs to be said. It, nobody, nobody presented this in a different way. So, this driver, apparently years ago, he was there in memory of his dog, Kiev. Okay, I'm sure maybe some of you saw the story. The dog is a Rottweiler, and that's two words, apparently, the way I say it. So this dog, him and his dog were sitting in Atlanta and somebody came through the truck because he was sitting on his laptop or whatever and uh, some drug-fueled person, that's what it said, came through the window of the truck and there was a fight and the dog bit the guy to (laughs) to pieces, I guess, and saved this guy. And so he was there spreading the ashes of his dog and spreading the dog's story, which I love, right? I'm a big animal lover, so I'm in for that. But the story goes on to bemoan the fact that the only reason this happened is because Atlanta has a, apparently an anti-idling statute. You can't idle more than 15 minutes. So he was sitting there in an unsafe location, which is what it said, right? parked with his windows open. And that's why somebody got through the window, because he can't idle his truck. And he's like, this is what drivers have to do. I mean, i got to defend myself, and it's horrible, and it was hot. I and mean, Look look is this is another person in the trucking i'm talk tough talk right oh these statutes, let's change the statutes how about this do not go somewhere that doesn't let you be comfortable okay i personally wouldn't do that if a company was sending me somewhere where i couldn't idle the truck and i was uncomfortable i wouldn't work there that's me now i don't do that right home don't play that that's remember who remembers that anybody okay that's the thing You just continue to go there and tolerate it and complain about it. Okay, stop going there. If it was a work thing, I'd go work somewhere else. I wouldn't work at a place that didn't let me idle the truck, and I wouldn't work at a place that made me go somewhere where I was prohibited from idling the truck. And no way am I parking in an unsafe location again. Same thing, I don't do that, right? I would solve that by either getting a dedicated run or working somewhere else or whatever. I'm not going to park somewhere that's unsafe. That's ridiculous. For work, for some lousy job, you know how many jobs there are? There's all kinds of jobs. I'll stand on the street corner with a sign before I'll put myself in danger so that I can make money for somebody else. That isn't going to happen, all right? And if you think making money by sitting in a un air conditioned truck in atlanta in summertime is the way to work let me tell you what it isn't there's plenty of ways to make money besides doing that and nobody said that to this guy when he's complaining oh the rules in atlanta don't freaking go to atlanta okay if everybody could do that you wouldn't have a problem but why do you put up with this you get in life what you will tolerate stop tolerating this if they have a stupid rule don't work somewhere that makes you go there and certainly never at any company should you park somewhere that is unsafe where you feel for your own safety no way do you need to do that tell the company to send you somewhere else or go work somewhere else what am i going to risk my life to deliver ping pong balls or whatever the heck is being delivered no thank you no, thank you. I think that kind of thing is ridiculous. And nobody says that to drivers. Drivers complain, well, I can't idle my truck. Well, don't go there. My company makes me go there. Go work somewhere else. Tell them I'm not going and I will quit. And that is something worth quitting over. Sleeping in a truck. I can't imagine how hot this would be. Okay, I never did this. In Atlanta, in summer, with the truck off you're going to have the windows open first off it's bug fest in there and secondly you don't know what comes through there maybe you have a pet raccoon in the morning i don't know or the dog gets out we can't have that either so we got to keep the windows up for the goofy dog that shouldn't happen and yeah should the law change yes it should but until it does stop tolerating it write to atlanta and say look we're not coming anymore but i there's no way i would do it no way i don't do it now i wouldn't do it then It's just not going to happen. Instead of complaining about it, do something about it. Complaints don't get anything changed. Action is what makes things change. So either take action or S-T-F-U. How about that? That's one of the letters that kids use these days, isn't it? Yes, it is. Let's talk about dot transportation and the fact that I'm going to be there. Ah, October 4th. Hope you'll be live on YouTube's. At 6 p.m. Central Time, I'll be live at Dot Transportation. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun over there in Mount Sterling, Illinois. So I hope you'll come on live for the question and answer. Send me any questions you might have. Also, I'm working uh, this weekend, so it be light on the emails. This Today is October 1st, 2021. I have a, I'm going to work also Saturday. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. I'm going to the Natty for another driver on Saturday. Also... On Monday, the 4th, the live show will be early. (laughs) Probably. uh, The time was a little bit convoluted over there at Dot. So um, I'm going to have to do the live show early. It will be from Jacksonville, Illinois at the Loves in the morning. I'm not sure what time. It will just pop up live. Okay, so we'll go. We'll do some chit-chats, maybe walk around the Loves there. That should be fun. See what's going on at the Loves in Jacksonville, Illinois. If you are at the loves on October fourth in the morning, uh, let me know, right? And um, we'll come and say hi. So you'll see me out there with the trucking answers mobile unit. That should be fun. And then we'll head up to Mount Sterling for a day at DOT Transportation. Ooh, a day at DOT. I like that. Oh, I should have made a card about that. That would. Oh boy. You know, you think of this stuff. You just get these uh, these things that pop in your head so late. But either way, that's what's happening at DOT Transportation this week with me also October 11th um I'll be live at GP Transco we'll have more about that this week that will be the regular live show if you're a company you know you can sponsor this podcast all the way up to having me come out to your location and doing a live show there we'll talk to you about even recruiting retention and uh, the things that you are doing uh, you know wasting your time doing when there's a few other things you could do that would help a lot out so market for companies or really anyone so uh podcasts always need sponsors. October 5th through the 7th is safe drive time in the southeast. So a few states in the southeast are going to be watching extra for uh, speeding, tailgating, no seat belts, holding your phone, uh, weaving in and out of traffic, not using your turn signals, all that kind of stuff. And the scales are going to be stopping people looking for your registration your driver's license and your medical card that's what they're going to be looking for in there and do you have an eld it's so um, don't be scamming out of there without the eld if you if you're required to run one so that's what they're going to do in the southeast for three days it's a pop-up safe it's called a safe drive event all right a oh, very clever name by the uh, by them as well a safe drive event that just popped up did you see this truck in indianapolis oh my gosh So, uh, I think it was Horizon Trucking. So, they called this a stalled truck on the tracks. But then there is a video of this truck on the tracks. It's a day cab. And he's come over these tracks that have this dip, right? He's not stalled. You can clearly see the trailer legs are stuck. (laughs) That's why he can't get over these tracks. So, the trailer, imagine this, is completely over the tracks. And who's coming down the tracks? The choo-choo train. Yep, he's choo-chooing down there, and this trailer is full of starch. <laughs> yeah, go easy on the starch in the shorts, always. This trailer's full of starch. The train hits the trailer, and uh, we get combustion because we get just the right amount of starch as it dis- as it you know goes into the air. There, and at some point, there's just enough, and kablammo the whole thing bursts into flames. I love it because he was, you know, stalled on the tracks. He wasn't stalled. He's an idiot. All right. That's probably a shortcut out of there. Or he didn't know. Although day cabs, you know, could have just started, I guess. Either way, completely destroyed the trailer. It singed the truck, the the engine of the choo-choo, And probably really surprised the person in the train. Usually when they hit something, it probably doesn't burst into flames. I don't know how often they hit it. And then you can see black marks all the way down the side of the engine pretty good. I assume they're looking for a driver at that location. So uh, anybody in Indy that needs a local job, they probably need somebody there. The truck actually looked fine. It kind of just destroyed the trailer. So you may actually even be able to use the same truck, which would be pretty good. Just jump right in. And it so the driver probably just grabbed his gloves out of there and left. That's probably what I would do at that point because um, you don't really have a job to come back to. That's what I assume, uh, at least at most places. I think that's how they're going to work that. The Lucid Air is coming. Do you know what that is? That's a new electric car from Lucid Motors. Yes, and it's ready. 520 mile range. Is that enough range for you? I think it is. I think it's plenty of range now here's the thing it's got around 120 kilowatt hour uh, kilowatt battery in it <laughs> that's a lot of uh, wattages and remember that takes longer to charge the bigger the battery the longer it takes to charge well mark there's high speed chargers uh, lucid does not have its own network like some other network that we won't mention like tesla so you're going to have to find yourself a high speed charger on the road at like an EVgo or one of these places a charge point the high speed non-tesla chargers here are at walmart so that'd be great taking your lucid air into a walmart maybe you're on a trip or something and you go to walmart at two in the morning and to park there for an hour to charge your car up uh in the middle of the night at a closed walmart that sounds great and the real problem is this lucid air with 520 miles of range is $169,900 base price Isn't that awesome? Remember, you get a $7,500 federal tax credit with that car. Why are we giving a tax credit to the rich, basically? Because who else is buying a $170,000 car? Not a regular working person. So they get a tax credit, but somebody needs a car to go to work, to a job, when they're trying to better themselves and they get nothing. This kind of subsidizing... Uh, you know, those that don't need it, uh, to, in spite of those that do, is ridiculous. Electric cars should not be subsidized by the government for any reason. If you think an electric car is a great idea, be my guest and go buy one. I have no problem with that. If you can afford a $170,000 car, go ahead and get it and enjoy it. Drive it around all you want. I don't care. But don't go to the government and get welfare for your car purchase when your purchase is $170,000 thousand dollars this car does qualify for that rebate which is ridiculous of course ridiculous this isn't some commuter car for regular people now on a, what you get at home at a, a level one plug it in the wall no way right three miles an hour you'll get at home even level two at your house you're getting 25 to 35 miles an hour out of a level two charger in your garage which you have to have an electrician install It's kind of a dryer plug type thing you'd put out there for an electric dryer. It looks kind of like that. That's still not a lot. If you come home low and you're just home overnight, I mean, you're looking at putting maybe 250, 350 miles in the car overnight at your house. Also a destination charger. Some hotels have what's called a destination charger. Those are these 16 to 25 miles an hour. So depending on how low you get this thing, you may not be able to fill it up even overnight, depending on how long it sits there. And so, yeah, 520 miles is great, but, uh, you know, the refilling it is the problem. Cars wouldn't need such gigantic battery packs if you could fill them quickly. That's always the problem with an electric car. It needs to be five minutes or less to fill it to the brim. And, though, that isn't here yet because the heat management and stuff, putting energy back into a battery that fast is just incredible. Oh, the fans... There may be fans of Lucid Air, but the fans they'd need to cool the batteries would be even worse. Now, I'm disappointed in my favorite car here, Jaguar. I just read a review of the new XF for 2022. That's coming out. uh, It's four-cylinder only, which they did a couple years ago. They eliminated the six-cylinder out of it. I'm disappointed at that. But this one is now they've redone the car. So, you can only get the two-liter turbo in it and no diesel here in the United States anymore for it either, that's another disappointment. But they redid the car and although it doesn't look bad on the outside, they took all the unique Jaguar elements out of the inside of the car that makes me love it so much. The one that I saw in the pictures, they took out the rising gearshift lever. I don't know if you know this, when you start a Jaguar from the console, the the knob which it turn it's a turn knob. it comes up it lifts up to you so that it goes you put your hand there and it comes up into your hand and then you turn it and that's pretty cool okay the other thing about jaguars which you may or may not know is all the vents inside the car are closed all right they they spin when the car is off and they're closed when you start the car okay they spin open they turn up and that the idea was this is what they've always said is that that's like a claws coming out on a jaguar that it's getting its claws ready and when the car is off also you can, the start button pulses when the key is there the button pulses and that is the heartbeat of the car these kind of little touches and stuff like that made this car unique make jaguars what they are And this, it took this away just as a regular lever now for the shifting. The vents are all in the dashboard. I looked at it. They're all open. They're just regular vents like a regular car. They don't spin. They're not different. It doesn't, the car's not as unique as it was. It's just another, you know, mid-level, you know, executive saloon, as they would call it there. It's not a unique Jaguar. And with the four-cylinder, and they commenting, you know, that when you really get on it, it kind of struggles a little bit. Because it's still four-cylinder, even though it's 296 horsepower, 2 liter. It's still not up to the task of a smooth V6 that used to be in it. It used to be able to get a 300 horsepower, 3 liter, supercharged V6 in it. Which is really a good way to get the car. And uh, this one, this one just doesn't have it. It doesn't have uh, it. Doesn't have that juice. It doesn't have that ump. And losing all the interior parts of the Jaguar. You know, it's probably some kind of cost-cutting thing, but when you cut costs, you lose the soul of the car. You lose what the car was, what made it different, what made it great, what made it better than other cars, unique. You know, it still looked like it was pretty luxurious inside. Hopefully, it still has the stitched leather dashboard that the car used to have, all the soft-touch materials and everything. I don't know. I'm going to have to go check one out to see. If it has any hard plastics in it i'd be out i mean i would just be very disappointed and be out with the car i want the unique jaguar touches back that the car used to have i want to wrap up today by giving everyone a reason that we are not yet on mars now we go back to phoenix where we've been before so we go to Phoenix, and here's a dude, of course. It's always a dude, right? Ladies, you need to get on some of this, too. So, we it's enough of us idiots around. We need some ladies in on this. <laughs> we'll see what we can do about that. So, this dude comes home to his apartment, and it looks like somebody has broken in. And uh, so, what do the police tell you to do? Of course, call the police. Don't go in, right? Call us, and we'll come and check it out or whatever. So, he does that. He's like, dang it. I need to call the cops that is an actual dramatic reenactment of what happened right there so um, you're welcome and he calls the police and he says hey police I need you to come out here it looks like somebody broke in my place and they're like okay so they send a car around and they go up there and they go okay here what do you think and uh, he says well it looks like somebody broke in can you check it out or whatever and they go yeah okay so they go in to make sure there's nobody in there, which is what the police recommend you do if you think your place has been uh, burgled. They go in there. The only thing they see is a table with 6,000 fentanyl pills, 296 grams of meth, which is 14 ounces, of meth, by the way, scales, baggies, needles, and $4,685 in cash in plain view on the table. And nobody is in there. Well, good for that guy that he was... they go, congratulations, nobody broke in and stole any of these drugs that we're now arresting you for. What? He's like, what? Yeah, everything that's in plain view, when you let the police in, which he lets them in, is in plain view okay and he says go in there and check make sure there's nobody in there when stuff is sitting there that's illegal you get arrested okay here's the thing i guess when you have 14 ounces of meth you're not thinking straight so they immediately arrested him by the way this is a felony it's tough to say um you know personal use on this kind of stuff six thousand fentanyl pills uh (laughs) moral of the story is when you have a kitchen table or whatever full of drugs Okay, do not call the police until you put these items away somewhere and say, you can look everywhere except that cabinet. I don't think anyone is hiding in that cabinet. Right, that's how you would do it. Good thing nobody stole the drugs. They're still down at the police station in evidence probably before before whatever happened. to them. I don't know what they do with them, burn them or something. I have no idea. Just crazy. And they'll be able to use that money, of course, once they determine you know, if they can use it to... I don't know, buy a vest or something. Maybe buy a police dog a vest. That's what I actually would like to see happen with it. So that's the moral of the story today. Don't call the cops if you have all your stash laying on the table. All right. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. And that's another reason why we're not yet on Mars. Remember, if you want to sponsor the podcast, let me know. I'll be at Dot Transportation on Monday, the 4th, August 4th, 2021, in case you listen to this later. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate it, okay? And let me know what you think. Mark at TruckingAnswersNation.com. We'll be back soon on another podcast, writing your ear hole. See you later.